Welcome to the Thrive with Omu podcast, where each week I'll chat with an amazing entrepreneur on their growth journey. They'll be sharing this with us to help and encourage us to take that bold step. Hello, guys. Um, I have with me here a professor, a doctor. Her name is Shaoli. Shaoli, it's so nice to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Omri. It's absolutely a pleasure to be here on this platform today. And I'm really looking forward to a great, great conversation. <laughs> I haven't had I haven't had the luxury of interviewing a professor. <laughs> oh, let I'm me tell to, you that it's going, going to be to just like myself. any other interviews. <laughs> I'm going to behave myself. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you a doctor in? Doctor of what? Uh, well, I have done my PhD in English literature. Uh, well, that was long back. And right now, I'm associated with the premier university of Eastern India named Admas University. Wow. And uh, I am the director of School of Education at Admas University, India. Wow. So tell me, what's your driving force? How did you get here? <laughs> so Omo, it has always it has almost been 23 years uh, that I have been associated with the sector of education. So this is something which I had always wanted to do. I always wanted to be in the sector of education, touching, inspiring, and impacting lives of many people around me through the ennobling power of education. So if you ask me what was the driving force, well, the driving force happens to be my passion for education and the passion for inspiring and impacting a lot of lives around me. So that, you can say, was the single most driving force behind uh, what I wanted to do and what I'm doing right now. So how did your journey start? Well, it started 23 years back as a teacher of English. Uh, in an international school uh, was that in a India. Was that a university or just a... No, no, no. I started, I started my career as an educator in a K-12 school. Okay. As a teacher of English. So that's okay. how it started. And then, well, I became the officiating principal of that school. And then I went ahead and founded two schools as the founder principal. And out of which, uh, you know, I must mention that I had been the founder of the first STEM school in West Bengal, India, which was uh, also awarded as the second best international day school in the entire West Bengal region of India in 2016. So that also happens to be my brainchild. So after spending around 19 years, in the field of school education, school leadership and management. Thereafter, I stepped into the domain of higher education. And uh, for the last three years, I'm now associated with the sector of higher education. And currently, as I told you a little earlier, I'm the director, School of Education, uh, where apart from my additional responsibilities in the university, I also take care of uh, the international activities and initiatives of uh, the university in terms of its global engagements and uh, 
connects. You're all full of smiles. You just you just <laughs> love what you do. <laughs> you just, and you make it seem so easy. <laughs> um so how I mean you like I said, you make it seem easy and you make it seem like everything just fell into place, no challenges, and you just but I know that there must have been some challenges along the way. Um Amu, it's not only about education, it's not only about the profession that I'm in currently, but I sincerely believe that none of the professions are actually without any stumbling blocks or obstacles or challenges. (laughs) So challenges uh, will definitely come in your way. And uh, at times, uh, you know, I feel that they're also essential they're also essential because yeah. they test you at times in terms of not only your patience, but your ability to stick to that same mindset and stick to that same driving force, which had initially you know, propelled you to launch into that kind of a profession. Because at times, perhaps we also need a kind of a confirmation. Uh, an inner confirmation that yes, whatever I'm doing, I'm doing the right thing, and that come what may, uh, I'll stick to it. Uh, so I guess challenges and obstacles they come in each and everyone's life as a very big, big opportunity. It only depends on how you see it, how you perceive it. So that is how you know the way you interpret the challenges and obstacles in your life, that is how you are actually interpreting your journey and you're actually interpreting your life. Wow. So we've, I mean, in in the course of your work and the course of your school, with all that is going on, technology, AI, um, I was listening to a video this morning where the speaker was saying that a university um, degree is not important and um, even though he had his points um, I had my views what how what do you think about that when with with the te- with technology with so many things young people feeling like oh I don't have to go to school I can be a content creator I can be you know there's so many there's a lot of distraction what's your take on all that True. It's very true. And it is exactly what is happening right now. But I would just like to say one thing that no matter whatever you want to do in your life, everywhere there is education. The problem is uh, when we think about education only as formal education, only when we think education as formal education, which starts when you start going to a school and it ends when you have a degree or certification in your hand. So that is when you are doing a mistake. Whatever you would like to do in your life, you said about content creation, you said about a lot of other things. So whatever you would like to do in your life, everywhere you have to learn, everywhere you have to unlearn and you've got to relearn. So learning, unlearning and relearning happens to be the crux of education. So what can you do in your life without education? <laughs> That's, that, that is so profound. That is so profound. 
So, I mean, how have you stayed? Because I, I mean, I can tell you're so relevant in that field. How have you stayed relevant? That's a very, very interesting question. And I, and I think that, uh, you know, not only in this particular profession, but almost in all the professions, there is a great, great challenge of staying relevant. And uh, in the sector of education, if you see uh, what had happened in the last three, four years due to pandemic and due to, uh, I wouldn't say sudden uh, influx of technology, because I always believe that technology was always there. It had yes. always, always been there. Yes. Okay. But the only thing is that we had never thought of uh, a very well-planned technology embedded education uh, ecosystem before COVID. That is the only change. That is the only difference. So when I say that is the only difference, it is actually a huge difference. It is. Because it involves primarily the change and shift in your mindset. So what COVID has taught all of us, and especially the educators, that perhaps we needed a C to bring about another C. Perhaps we needed a COVID to see <laughs> the relevance of yeah. collaboration and absolutely connection. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate because... Uh, this is a 21st century world. It is a volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous world where even if you have to, you know, you're faced with a daily struggle and challenge and obstacle of, uh, you know, staying relevant and proving yourself and proving the fact that you are relevant. So you need to collaborate, you need to connect. So unfortunately, we all come from a kind of a culture which tells us that competition is more important than collaboration. Yeah. But COVID, but COVID has... Oh, COVID really did help. Yes, yes absolutely. COVID has actually overhauled all of that. And now we actually understand the importance and significance of collaboration and connection, meaningful connection. See what we are doing right now. Absolutely. You know, so we are you know, geographically, uh, you know, at different, uh, different places, yeah. different time zones, but yeah. then we are having a brilliant conversation. Yeah. yeah. Definitely due to technology, which was always there, but now we know how to use it productively exactly. and meaningfully. We'll leverage, you know, that's, yes. So in your, um, with what you do, how have you, how have you guys leveraged technology? Yes. So uh, definitely in order to, uh, you know, tell you the truth, initially it was definitely not an easy task. No. Now, again, it was not an easy task because unfortunately, educators never wanted to come out of their comfort zone. You know? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I train. I'm a trainer. I'm and a facilitator. Um, with coaching, that was easy to do um, online, but it took me a while. I'm actually still struggling to do a proper training 
online. I always still want to do it in person. Yes. So uh, we never wanted to, you know, come out of our comfort zone and to experiment and try out a lot of perhaps novel techniques and strategies which would better engage our learners. So we had always been doing certain things which had been done in a certain way and we have all seen that happening to us. And we have, you know, in an autopilot mode, we have started doing the same thing to our next generation as well. So I always believe as an educator that COVID, uh, at least for the sector of education, had been a very, very, uh, I would say, useful and beneficial uh, push, you know, because that had actually shaken all of us and that had forced and compelled and propelled all of us to come out of our shells, to come out of our comfort zone and to really, uh, you know, try out a lot of innovative ways. So every single day, I know educators had faced this challenge. Yeah. And with each and every single day, alongside their struggles, they had emerged victorious because they are now, I mean, I mean, if you see, it's true, Omo, that there had been educators who had uh, left uh, the sphere of education, who had left their profession during COVID times. Yes. It's true. But it's also equally true that those who have actually uh, you know, they have stuck to this. They have emerged victorious. And now they are much, much better educators, much better teachers. Yes, they've accepted it and they've seen that, I mean, there's a way around it and it works. Um, it actually even gives them time to be a little more flexible. Yes. And it has not only been for uh, the teachers. Now see the impact on the learners. So there have been so many... Uh, discussions around the globe, uh, which is centered around, uh, uh, you know, what damage it has caused to the learners, learning gaps, this and that, fine. But we also have to see the positive side to each and everything. The learners have become, uh, you know, self-learners. So they have understood the importance and implication of self-learning. They have understood the importance of asynchronous learning. Yeah. So they know what is flexibility. They have started using their two most important weapons, their voice and their choice. Absolutely. So which had never been there earlier. So we also need to see that these are the benefits of this you know, shift. Also, if you see uh, uh, the parents, or how parenting has changed. Oh, yes. Tell me about that. <laughs> we have seen parents becoming more involved uh, yeah. in their children's yeah, COVID, life. COVID ensured that, yes. Yes, yes. So the children have become, we know there are discussions regarding uh, the disconnections that yeah. had happened. But there are stories which show that there are strong bonds and connections which have been made during the COVID times. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So with your institution, is it an international one? Um, it is an Indian university. 
but then uh, we are very much uh, you know um uh, it is like our university has more than 85 international collaborations so our presence is there across the globe and we are extremely proactive and keen in making those global connections and we do a lot of uh, you know student exchange programs and uh, study abroad programs summer schools and things like that which uh, uses this power of collaboration and international collaborations to the fullest awesome oh wow that's so challenging so um what would be your next steps and I'm, i want to know your next steps and after that i I'll ask you one last question that I hold dear to my heart and I actually want to learn from. So what what's your next step? Uh difficult to answer this question because as of now I can only tell you that I would love to continue the kind of work that I'm I have been doing. But yes, with the same spirit, with the same passion, with the, the same, same driving smile. force and energy. With the same smile. <laughs> <laughs> With the same smile, that's right. You know, so I I was going to ask you, and I'm sure that those listening would want to know. Now, um, I don't know about India, but in these parts, for the longest time, teachers were looked down on, and there you are, you've risen from just being a K twelve teacher to heading a school to find founding schools, and then. Here you are. And I've also met some young ladies who genuinely want to become teachers. So there's this notion that people take to teaching when they don't get any other job or, you know, but I've met people who genuinely want to be teachers. That's what they want to do. Um, they, but they need like encouragement to see the larger picture and actually see that there's there's um, room for growth and many um, different opportunities. What advice would you give to them? The first advice that I would like to give them is that uh, perhaps you need to think a lot of times before you make this decision of coming into this profession. because this profession comes unfortunately comes with a lot of myths so people like us who had been there for the last 23 years sticking to this profession out of love and out of passion so i would like to say that um there is a there is a there is an urgent need to debunk a lot of myths associated <laughs> with the profession I agree. <laughs> and I some agree. of the myths are uh, you know uh, it's 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 the easiest uh, job that you can do yes and the yes. second is uh, if you are unsure of what you are going to do it's better to become a teacher mm-hmm. and the third is uh let's do teaching for a while and let's see what happens it can mm. be a launching pad for something else in life yes yes and another myth is a dangerous one now can it be with my mic it is yes, but i guess uh, 
And uh, the fourth one is uh, a dangerous myth. And it is that, uh, you know, teaching is best suited for uh, women. Because, yes. it is, <laughs> because it is considered to be the safest profession. Uh, it has a very fixed, uh, you know, timing. And you get a lot of holidays. You get a lot of leisure time to enjoy. So these are all myths. I keep on telling my teacher trainee students that please think twice and if needed, thrice. And if needed, more than that. Before you actually take a decision to come into this profession, because this profession comes with a lot of responsibility. And at the same time, it's a powerful profession. Yes, because you're making people. Yes. And uh, it is. it cannot be done in a half-hearted manner. So yeah. only if you are ready to give a lot rather than asking for what you're getting in return, I think uh, it's for them. And additionally, I would like to say that there are two things which are essential to become a 21st century teacher. One is definitely a beginner's mindset. A beginner's mindset is a kind of a mindset which is open and receptive to all kinds of learning. Yeah. And it's a modest and it's a humble mindset. It's ready to learn. It's ready to unlearn and relearn. But along with the beginner's mindset, I think all 21st century teachers need to have a questioning spirit. They need to have a challenging uh, spirit. They, uh, they should be the ones who are ready to question each and everything around them, which they feel are no longer serving their purpose. So this is a dangerous combination again, a beginner's mindset and a challenging spirit. So these are the two things which are needed to become a 21st century teacher and the rest follows like uh, a lifelong learning mindset and uh, the ability to challenge yourself, the ability to push yourself beyond limits and a growth mindset. I think all of this follows. But the most essential thing is a beginner's mindset and a challenging spirit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's powerful. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Professor Dr. Shaoli. <laughs> Absolutely a pleasure, Omo. It was uh, such a nice experience conversing with you. And that's Thank heart you. to heart. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, guys, I'm done with Professor Shaoli. You need to go on YouTube and see her smile. Um, I'm out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode of Thrive with Omu podcast. This is your host, Omu Obilo.